back everyone to another episode of EV Channeling. I'm so happy to be back this week because of course we have another great week in television, film, and entertainment news. My name is Tachi. And I am Kevin and it is episode 10 of TV Channeling. Can you believe it, Tachi? Yes, I can. So <laughs> <laughs> That makes one of us. <laughs> We're into the double digits now. This is serious now. It's real. It's real. Exactly. So 10 episodes uh, over how many months? We actually started in, uh, was it October or November? It was in October. It, I think it was at the towards the end of October because it was, yeah, in November I was contemplating even continuing to live in this country. So yes, I remember it was October <laughs> that we were doing this show. I still had hope. So yeah, it was October. <laughs> you still got that hope? Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, next. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because that's a, another show altogether, political challenge. <laughs> so let's get to the news, shall we? There's a lot going on in TV, film, and entertainment news, as there always is. It's not like it's a new phenomenon for there to be uh, news. So let's talk. You know what, what hap- happened? Since we last talked, there have been three award shows that have happened. So you know we have got to start with that. Oh my God, I can't believe there was three. Three, three. So the NAACP Awards uh, happened last Saturday. The BAFTAs happened last Sunday. And the, wait a minute, am I right? Yeah, there was, the the BAFTAs were on Sunday. It was Sunday. The BAFTAs were Sunday and the Grammys were Sunday as well. So Sunday. It Well, it's award season. And so everything from the, uh, the Golden Glass Award <laughs> to the Oscars is the happening. The Golden Glass Award? <laughs> yes, I made that up because okay, I happen so to be looking at glass. For, is that award for glass blowers? Who's getting that? The Golden Glass Award. Yes. Yes, it is. I'm just going with you. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so everything from all those awards and in between is happening. And so I can imagine if you are a celebrity that you are dead tired by the oh, time I the Oscars I feel so bad are. for them. It's going to be rough. All those limo rides, Tachi. Ugh. I'm just exhausted thinking about it. And all that crystal Tuxedo and, fittings. Yes. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, what a shame. Hooking Suffer up with... Suffer the uh, children. Hooking up with either script supervisors. It's got to be a rough life. Suffer the children. Exactly. <laughs> but I'm not saying it in that sense, smart Alec. I'm saying it in the sense that it's because let's be real. This is still work. You know, if you don't show up, you know, it looks like you ungrateful twit or that you're not trying to be. You have to do it. It's, it's part of politicking and you really have to do it. So you might be dead tired. You might be. Most of these people are in the middle of shooting something, you know, at any given time. And so you've just pulled however many hour day. And now I have to go and do this. Now, I'm not saying that that is like, uh, you Looking know, going. Ex- think, well, yeah. It's funny you should say that, <laughs> but yeah, exactly. But well, at the same what? time, it's time. You know what? Rihanna has taught us all how to deal with the stress and strain of having to go from award show to award show. Oh, clearly. Get a diamond-encrusted flask to help yes. you get through yet another tribute to another dead artist. All you need is a bling flask and you'll be good. I I just just like for real, but okay, it is what it is. You like it. I love it, Rihanna. Right. Okay. <laughs> so, so yeah, Rihanna, you like it. I love it. Good for you, Riri. So, 
Let's talk, you know what, I kind of want to start backwards, and it's funny, I watched the Image Awards after the fact, and of course you had some some great wins, Like, and, and the nice thing about the NAACP Image Awards is that it's not just for entertainment, they also give community awards and some other things, so it has, uh, I don't want to say a deeper meaning, but it has a more resounding me, uh, meaning for the entire populace, if that makes sense, because, you know, there are other people that get awards as well. So I saw uh, Tracy Ellis Ross got uh, best actress in a comedy series for blackish. Anthony Anderson was one of the hosts. Uh, Taraji P. Henson got best actress in a drama for, um, uh, help me the show. Empire. Yes. Thank you. For, for Empire, so there a lot. There was a lot that went on. It's uh, it was a it was you know a decent show. It's award season, so after I a didn't long even while, know, I didn't be honest with you. I had no idea what even network that was going to be on. Uh, yeah, TV One, and this is probably why you did not oh, have. An well, idea. you know what? That's well, that because expl- you know what? I do not. I don't have TV One, so there you go. So, <laughs> you do not have TV One. Do you live in like so that's North why I was not. That was why I was not TV channeling that award show. Really? You don't. You really don't have TV One. I do one. not have TV One. Wow. Okay. I'm and most cable systems do have TV One. Yeah. So um, you know what? All of my all of my uh, black oriented uh, TV needs are going to be have to be met by BET. So there, mm. there you go. Well, <laughs> that's a that, sad commentary. <laughs> that that blackish and empire is pretty much gonna if you're if you have Dish Network that is gonna that's how you're gonna make it have, have to make it work. Oh well, you explained everything. You said you have Dish. Okay, I get it. Yeah. So anyway, it was on TV One. Uh, came on last Saturday, and yeah, it was it was uh, it was great. It was eventful. It was uh, of course as all award shows have been this season very political uh you can't help but be political in the times that we're in so then of course the baftas which takes place that's the british academy of film and television arts for those of you who are wondering and you saw a lot of crossover between what happened at the golden globes globes and the baftas so of course you have uh, a, a british the uh, people in the British Academy, you have British actors and actresses, etc. But there are also an awful lot of American actors and actresses and talent that get recognized at the BAFTAs as well. Yeah, that's true. But but, but one thing I love about watching this award show, but all of them in general, but this one in particular, is you really start to see just how complete the invasion of Brits are in Every consi- every acting role you can con- you could even conceive of is played by somebody British when you actually hear them talk in an interview setting or see them accepting an award because the I can't remember what, it, what his name is but the newest actor to play Spider Man take over the role he was this actor premiered in the role in uh, Civil War Captain America Civil Wars yes and um, he was on the he was on the award show accepting an award and I was just like. What he is crazy British. Wait, I mean, I didn't know he was English. I had wow. absolutely no idea. The their accents, there it is so spooky, and it makes the Americans seem even more chilling because it's like that show is about basically Russians that come to like the eighties America and 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 uh, uh, have American personas and American accents and seamlessly blend in, all the while basically taking out neighbors and colleagues 
legs left and right. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> just like it's amazing just how flawless this guy's American accent is. It's it just for some reason it makes me nervous now. It's like, is there anybody who was born here that's in a movie? <laughs> nope. <laughs> really spooky. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and then it also speaks to the fact that it's really, I wouldn't say it's easy, but the fact that there are so many people that can do an American accent so flawlessly just kind of speaks to how uncomplex <laughs> the American uh, dialect or accent is, depending on where you are, because it's dialect if you're local, accent if you're foreign. So uh, yeah, you know ex- exactly. And what annoys me even more is it's so easy for them. And when I start trying to do a song about being a chimney sweep, everybody laughs. So I am very bitter about how easily they can do us, and we can't do them. I know. And even I, I consider myself to have a, a decent British accent, but it's so difficult to keep up. And I only have that because my mom lived there for so long. Your and mom, I could... <laughs> your mom lived there. Yes, yes, mom. <laughs> that's how you say it is it not no it's true i'm just picturing you guys eating crumpets <laughs> we didn't eat crumpets but we're tea drinkers so Ooh, while everybody drink. else oh yeah we're big nigerians in general are big tea drinkers because you know nigeria was a british colony at one point so that's another reason for the britishness because it was a british colony so uh-huh. Yeah, so I, but it's still so hard to keep up that the accent. So kudos for those of you who can do it. Now, let me just, I have to ask one quick question. What mm-hmm. did you call galoshes growing up? You need to ask me first if we wore galoshes. <laughs> we wore snow boots because most of the time it was snowing in Buffalo, New York. Okay, just, just curious. I thought I was, I was going to get some Britishness out of you with the galoshes. You mean like but... wellies? They, yeah, I've heard them called uh, wellies, and also some of them call them rubbers for some reason. So, Oh, yeah. Uh, that's another super British thing. It is. Well, my dad used to wear, well, not the full rubbers, but the ones that go over the shoes. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he wore his dress shoes, and then he had rubbers that fit over them. Oh, that's so sweet. You, got, you yeah. guys were, that British colony stuff. You know what? There are some adorable parts of colonialism. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <take, laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know if I could, you know, high five you on that one, but yeah, no, it, there, there are some things that. All right, back to the point. We yet again back wandered off. Point. What did you, what did you think of the Baptists? I thought. Now, I did not watch the awards. I, I did watch the red carpet, and I really what? liked. <laughs> I watched the Baptists. Did, did you? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm lying. I didn't watch all of the Baftas. Because I was back and forth between some things, oh, so man. I watched some of it. But I watched the red. I watched all of the red carpet, or the majority of the red carpet, and then some of the award shows. I mean, I thought it was. I thought it was nicely done. I think it's always interesting to look at the juxtaposition between. Well, not necessarily a juxtaposition, but to look at the differences between award shows done here in the states and then award shows done anywhere abroad. Completely. I shouldn't say completely different, but kind of different. If you notice, there's a different flavor. There's there's a way that the Brits do things that is very unique, if that makes any sense. So I, I, I you know, what I did see, I liked it, but I did like the red carpet. Well, one thing I've noticed is that 
British people, apparently one of the things you learn when you go to school anywhere in the UK is you learn how to give a damn good speech and you yes. learn how to make it super concise. You get right to it. And not only are you, is it a good speech and it's concise and it's expertly done, but it always has this air of like, oh, I you thank you so much for honoring me. I... I don't deserve it, but since you have given this to me, I have so many other people I need to thank. That they do that so flawlessly, and it's just like, it's swoon-worthy every time. Everybody, Judy Dench, anybody who's British and getting an award, I'm all like, oh. Oh, oratorical skills are of key importance. We're the only ones that could get up there and, and falter like faulty towers. Okay, but it's not just it's not just the uh, it's the skill, but it's just the whole attitude about it. The attitude with they that the, with, at which they come to it, there's always so much modesty and it doesn't feel at all false. It may be because they're incredibly good actors. They're probably all incredibly egotistical, but they seem so genuinely <laughs> modest about it and overcome with like gratitude at the generosity of their colleagues to give them this award. Now backstage they're all like, "Of course, I better have gotten this." <laughs> heads would have <laughs> rolled <laughs> but again, on stage it seems so sincere <laughs> and no, again and, and it, we don't know but I think I really truly think it's a cultural thing remember think about it the British have ha, have this reputation for being reserved for being gracious for being you know outside of the colonialism thing for, for those types <laughs> of things right and so I'm sure that would come through in its citizens some way and what do we have a reputation for being big and boasting and boisterous and it comes through in the way we do things so i think it's cultural oh well yeah there's definitely something to it let's move on to we we have to talk about the grammys we can't oh wait can i not... say one more thing about the yeah about the baftas one absolutely the i love about the baftas is the there's a part where there there's an award just for British made films, and yes. you see, uh, I end up seeing uh, clips about films I would have never heard about that seem so interesting and so fascinating. So I always every year that's one of the reasons if I watch nothing else about the BAFTA, I watch the category of best British film of the year and literally just jot down every title of every movie, yes. and that goes into my netflix queue i'm on the out i'm on i'm on the lookout for checking out amazon prime i will see those movies because they all uh, they never disappoint never so just gotta gotta give a shout out to that to that and if anyone's curious just search for the nominees this year for BAFTA's uh british film of the year and i'm telling you you will have some incredible incredibly interesting things to watch um i won't go into the some movies that they listed but i'm i can't wait but you could go to bafta.org and it will tell you everything that was nominated and won for 2017 oh so, one other thing oh yeah one other thing i gotta say i gotta give a shout out to my girl viola davis even though she has me just a little bit worried why are you worried the reason why she has me worried is i don't know if you saw her acceptance speech because she did win the bafta for best supporting actress in yeah she did world. yeah she did okay the speech she gave was so incredible. And the capper, the last part, I won't recite the whole speech, even though I've committed it to memory. Um, <laughs> Hot mess. Of course you did. Of course will, you did. I will mention at the end, she tells this incredibly 
insightful and adorable anecdote about how when she reads her little girl stories, she goes, uh, uh, she says that basically her calling to the arts is, uh, it comes to mind whenever she starts to read her little girl a story, her daughter Genesis a story, um, her daughter always says to her mommy, put me in the story. And she goes, and that's what I strive to do every day. Mm. you in the start like damn it oh my god that was so good but you should have saved that for your oscar acceptance speech. how could you possibly top putting a little uh, putting your little daughter in the story putting all of us in america in the story you can't top that how are you going to possibly top that but the only person that could possibly top something so so insightful and so uplifting is viola davis it's going to be tough to top yourself viola but I, 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 I feel the only one that could do it. So if it can be done, it'll be done by you. So. Absolutely. But she might not even try because this is the thing. Her speeches are coming from a place of, of re- realness. They're coming from a genuine place. And so she's not trying to say, oh, well, I did this at the, <laughs> at the Golden Globes. I, I better mention this, 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 and this. So obviously, you know, she's she's planning things out, but I think that she speaks really from her heart. And when you do that, you can't help but to be a success every time. So I don't think she's worried about trying to top herself or is even, tr- you know, going to top herself necessarily. What she says to me stands out. Each moment stands out separately and they're all great moments. So she'll be fine. You don't have to worry about her, Sir Kevin. all right i think that she does plan it all out and that is the gift that is the craft that is called acting in each moment that you see her when she gives an acceptance speech it all feels like she just this is just off the cuff stuff i'm saying where i'm basically quoting you know sojourner truth it just like (laughs) i just had this quote at the ready just happened to fall out of my mouth no she plans this out and this is her incredible talent that where where it, it feels so incredibly of the moment and she because she is an actress she is in each moment that she is doing and she's giving us an in, you know an uh, inside the actor studio you know lecture every time the woman walks near a microphone so she's incredible so i'm gonna try not to worry taji about her but i'm still just a, i'll say i'm a little kid i'm not worried now i'm just a little okay well you sit there and you're concerned she's fine <laughs> Believe me, she is not worried about you and your concern <laughs> I'm sure so, Genesis is concerned about my concern. Genesis doesn't know your name. Here we go. <laughs> She's a huge fan <laughs> of the our de- With the delusion. Here we go. I, but you know what? I'm going to let you have that. I'm going to let you be delusional because you seem to be happy. So I'm just going to let you have that. Okay, let's, let's talk to the Grammys. Grammys. <laughs> let's get to the Grammys because I need to kind of rein you back into reality. So let's talk. Did you watch the Grammys, first of all? Uh, what? I can't even believe you would ask me that. I'm how just asking. I, how could I possibly channel television without watching the biggest musical event of the year? Yes, I did watch the Grammys. If okay, I hadn't, so. I wouldn't have seen Rihanna with her uh, diamond-encrusted flask getting getting her groove on during the whole show, you know, kicking in, kicking one back for the team. Uh, but there were memes all over the internet. You could have pulled that from Twitter or whatever. They, she has turned <laughs> into 10 million memes. I, there are like 10 million, literally, it seems, memes of her and that damn diamond flask. You which know, I, I'm, I didn't even, thanks to Twitter, I could just skip watching the awards and just look at the memes. And <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Well, that's why I, because that's really like, you can, 
that's vicariously. Three half, that's three and a half hours of my life I could never get back. So, <laughs> no, exactly. And here's the thing. My mother, this is what she used to do. We used to remember back in the day, this was before reruns. of. They surely didn't rerun award shows if you didn't see it too damn bad for you. So whenever the American Music Awards were on or any of these things, you know, we always wanted to stay up and watch it. And my mother's favorite thing to say was, they've made it. Why are you sitting up and watching them? They've made it. So go to bed so you can make it too. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that's three hours of your life that you can't get back. And my mother would have just said, well, they've made it. Three plus hours. The show always goes over. And and when I saw on my uh, guide, when I set it to record it, that it was going to be three and a half hours, I was just thinking like, well, with three and a half hours blocked out, they should get it all in that time. No, it still went over. I don't know. They need to block out, I guess, I guess uh, four hours next year. Oh, hell no. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say it that emphatically. (laughs) But we cannot, we can't go there. You get three hours and try to figure it out and fix it in. You know, and part of the thing is it's also a live show. So there are so many other awards connected with the big award shows. So they don't give every single award out on air because they can't. It's impossible. So they give nods to some. They have separate ceremonies for some of the other ones. But that's why I'm surprised. I'm like, even with pulling out some of these other awards and doing something separately, you still can't fit it into three hours? And the that amaz- doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and the amazing thing is, um, normally in the past, they've always had a major jam session with a bunch of artists to close the show after they give out the final award. They even cut that out to make the show shorter and still couldn't finish on time. And see, I like the jam session. That's That yeah. really, that, that, that seals it. That does it. But well, The only jam you're going to experience this year is with peanut butter. So yeah, they're not doing it. You know so. what? Not peanut butter and jam. Here we go! <laughs> That was very British, Kevin. You're getting the idea. You're getting the idea. It's I not watch, jelly. Damn. I watch a lot of Britcom, so maybe that's why. All right, but so what was your favorite moment of the Grammys? That's a good question. You I know, there's limit you to one. What were some of your favorite moments? Some of the favorites. There's nothing that you know. Some years you're like, oh my god, the what's the name? I, I have to say that I did enjoy the tribute to Prince with Morris Day in the time and then Bruno Mars as Prince. I think he really did a good job of channeling. And it's hard because when you talk about paying tribute, especially to somebody who's an icon, it's like everybody's looking like hashtag side eye. You better do it right. Right. So, so if you don't come off and do it right, it's not going to be. So I enjoy that. I will say that, you know, there, there are so many, the, the industry, the music industry tends to skew really young, you know, unless you're talking about like the country music categories. And even then it skews very, very young. And so there are a, probably a good amount of people who are like not familiar with the music of Morris Day in the time. I don't understand if you're a Prince fan, how you cannot know that but you could see some people are like i don't know the the words you could tell it was everybody gen x and beyond that knew who morris day in the time was so the only thing was the audience reaction but i really enjoyed that part of it here's the thing i i'm almost no let's leave beyonce for a separate thing what did you enjoy Kevin? <laughs> oh okay all right because we're gonna be getting ready to tread into some dangerous territory that, that's very dangerous i'm all telling right. you that's why i stopped myself go ahead all right there were a couple of moments that i was really uh that really were big moments to me but there was one that topped them all it had to be adele's tribute to uh 
George Michael. That mm, was, that was good. That to me was like a historic moment on several levels. First of all, uh, anyone who saw it, she starts singing the song and she has some problems. She's either drifted off key or there's an issue with some of the instrumentation or something, but it's not right. About a minute and a half into the song, she just says, I'm sorry, everybody. And there might be, there might've been some profanity. Um, I need to stop. I need to do this again. I can't, this has to be right for him. This has Mm -hmm. to be right. And let's start it again. And there was even like a playback of video in the background of that's time to the song that they had to stop the video, rewind the video. (laughs) We're doing it all over. Take it from the top people so that was incredible on live tv i've never seen somebody say like no let's stop this performance it's going to run we're going off the rails let's put put the train back on the track and start again that was incredible and that speaks to her perfectionism and also her love uh for uh george michael but absolutely but But that's the hell why it went over sorry go on yeah but the other thing that blew my mind was the song she chose to pay tribute to him he has an incredible catalog of songs Mm -hmm. that and that i think would have been natural go-tos to do a tribute to a friend who's like suddenly passed away um and we're all dealing with the loss she chose the song fast love (laughs) <laughs> Which is a song about having anonymous sex. I was gonna say casual sex, but it's the it's even beyond casual sex. It's be it's how, anonymous is the, the the next level up of casual sex. <laughs> with casual sex with people, like I guess in like as we know from his history, in restrooms, alleyways, wherever, just <laughs> anonymous sex with people, and she turned it into a stirring tribute and a, a and a and, a, and a, a, a poignant farewell to someone. I'm like, how that is the that is genius how can you turn such a sleazy song <laughs> into such a stirring tribute <laughs> because it's adele <laughs> it's the power and the magic of adele she's the only one that really could have done that anybody else would be like why the hell did you pick that because <laughs> <laughs> that's what they said and they because when they, they introduced like and now adele will be singing as a tribute we're singing fa- like fast love did has exactly heard that song before <laughs> Just exactly. Blew my mind. Yeah. So exactly. So that speaks to her genius, her artistry that she could take that sleazy song and make it into something so moving and and basically tear yanking. She was she was jerking many tears. Um, you know, with that incredible performance, it was so beautiful. I hope that they, they actually release a version of that, like you know, that you can download on iTunes or something, because I thought it was incredible. Oh, where there's money to be made, there's a download to be had. So be for damn sure <laughs> that's going to happen. I'm sure. I'm sure. So, uh, okay, so now we're coming off of this into this territory now. The So the big story, here's the thing. Even though there were a lot of other stories that came out of this, there were a lot of great performances, that's not uh, the thing that everybody gave a damn about. On social media, all you saw was Adele kind of versus Beyonce. And I'm not saying it that they made it that way, but Adele got five American, sorry, Grammys. She won in every category she was nominated for. Beyonce only won in one of the, of the categories. 
And so there, you know, the big controversy, there are so many people that are like, oh, well, she, Beyonce should have taken home uh, album of the year. Okay. It's not record of the year, but album of the year. Okay. A couple things. I thought that, I thought that, um, uh, Beyonce at least won two awards. Like I saw pictures of her holding two Grammys. Was she just holding somebody else's bare Grammy and she only just won one over the night? Let, uh, let me check because I thought it was in one category that she won. Was it two? I thought that she won two awards because I saw pictures of her holding two awards and then I saw pictures of next to her a picture of, of Adele holding like five awards basically covering up her ample cleavage and 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 in that grandmama dress sorry then, Adele but but, but then Beyonce with her also with her only two awards could not even hope to cover up all that cleavage it was I felt poor I felt bad for the Grammys they were like trying but they had no <laughs> hope of covering up that rack. No, I, I, I don't. I don't think you can. I don't think you can. <laughs> but yeah, so I think I'm. I'm checking now as we're talking to see how many Beyonce actually won. But the point is that there was that whole thing of people thinking that yeah, there was. A, um, yeah, there was huge. There's first of all, any time that Beyonce doesn't win anything. There are her hardcore fans, uh, the Beehive, are going to come out saying that they felt like she was robbed, she should have won. In fact, I believe the day after the presidential election, many of them were saying, how is it that Beyonce was not elected president? I'm like, well, she wasn't running, but they're still mad about it. So um, I'm not shocked that they were uh, uh, unhappy with the uh, results of the Grammys. Then are they, are they ever happy with anything <laughs> that happened? I think that and, and it's funny, but it's not funny <laughs> because they're so such diehard fans. Let you say anything, just like this uh, this article that we both Carlos saw. Carlos Santana. Carlos Santana. You can't say a damn thing. You can, you can't even say Beyonce's dress looks white because a beehive will be there to say no, it wasn't. It was ecru or it was cream or whatever. <laughs> the, they will have some argument. It was against... parchment. It was parchment. Damn it, exactly. Jackie. It was Mother of Pearl. Okay, <laughs> fine. <laughs> okay, I'm trying to be a millionaire, so I don't have time to sit here and, and and argue about such. But yeah, so you can't, you can barely say anything. And poor Mr. Santana, Carlos Santana, as you know, uh, 69 year old guitar legend. He's from Santana. He's like a guitar legend. And so, um, a musician, and he has a line of shoes. What, so, ra- random information. <laughs> fa- yeah. <laughs> Look, I love fashion, so I know he has a oh line of shoes. Does so. he also have a line of uh, Santana, of uh, Sangria? What, is, what else is going on with his other side projects, Dodgy? I have no clue. I just know he has shoes. Because okay. <laughs> they're cute. So... He threw, here's the thing, when it comes to the beehive, unless you are willing to stand strong on what you say, don't say anything. So he made the comment of basically his opinion that Adele won because she can sing sing, indicating that Beyonce can't sing sing, and said that basically to the effect that she has more of a model type of of, uh, persona and voice, and that Adele is a singer. Yeah, so she basically saying that Beyonce was a model turned singer. That, yeah, that's and then basically, basically he even com- comments about the fact that she doesn't need like you know dancers and 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 Beyonce's coming out to like model dresses and 
and basically and, and she's beautiful to look at but um that's what it's about um which definitely to me isn't fair as far as in i don't think any anyone else i wouldn't first i would i would have said before no one can argue with the fact that beyonce is definitely an incredible singer but carl santana was like i can argue let me <laughs> he objected to that <laughs> like i said that's fine you can but, say that but exactly, you better be but, be, you must be prepared for the you in fact you need to basically have on your beekeeping suit as yes. you make said statements as you're tweeting it i would put on that beehive hat with that netting and everything lock your doors and windows and keep your benadryl right next to you exact benadryl and um uh, uh one of those uh one of those shots what are those shots that's the epi you have your epi pen ready because <laughs> they will be coming at you and they came at carlos santana and let everyone know what carlos santana did exactly in fact he said quote beyonce is very beautiful to look at and it's more like modeling kind of music music to model a dress she's not a singer singer with all respect to her was that respectful though mr santana he all respect well haven't you ever noticed whenever anybody says with all due respect the next thing that's going to be said is something <laughs> it's hugely insulting <laughs> hugely in- no one ever says with all due respect tachi you're a wonderful person no one ever says that it's always <laughs> you're right you're right whenever you hear somebody said with all due respect or no disrespect but I'm gonna now that comes something a disrespectful comment. <laughs> it's usually hugely disrespectful. So here's the thing: this is very dangerous drown, uh, ground to tread on when we're talking about this. They are both beautiful singers. They are both different. So to compare them, I think, is a misnomer. Two totally different types of singers. Adele has some pipes, but remember, she's also to me, she's also more of a ballad singer and more of a mid-tempo singer beyonce can do slow and she does fast beyonce is clearly r&b kind of pop she's pop what what else would you what, uh, what else would you call adele pop and oh pop, adele is pop and she is i think she's classic i now here's what now here okay i'm gonna need to put on my beekeeping suit Put on your damn suit and be careful. Oh my god! Oh my god! Tachi, have the EpiPen ready just in case. I might go down. His right. Twitter account is at Big Man Out. Okay, hey, don't come after me. Anyway, I'm taking you with me. Anyway, um. <laughs> anyway, when it comes to Adele, I feel like when it comes to those two albums, because we're talking about basically the two albums that were that were fighting for album of the year, and mm-hmm. Adele was victorious. Mm-hmm. Beyonce's album was a concept album. Correct. It was definitely saying something. I watched the Lemonade uh, uh, special on HBO. It was truly art. Beyonce is evolving as an artist. There is absolutely no doubt. This woman has made a conscious choice to grow as an artist. She could have continued making single ladies part five, six, seven, and eight, <laughs> exactly. and just continue to print money, continue to print it. But she decided to make bigger statements and to explore who she is in the world and the human condition through her music and her visual art. Even the way she's just, she's. Uh, you know her uh, the the visual interpretations are incredible what she's giving us, but it is it is it's hard to make that stuff pop 
The only thing that makes it pop is her sheer star power is what makes that album even approach being a pop album is just her charisma and her you know Beyonce-ness is that her sheer will is even why that album would have gotten had garnered the kind of success it did garner and here's the danger thing I'm sorry I love Beyonce but those songs on her album versus Adele's songs album, Adele's songs will be, be will become standards and will be sung at wedding after wedding after we are all dust in the wind. People will still be singing, hello, it's me. <laughs> I've tried a thousand well, times. That song will live on forever um, and, and be a standard versus these Lemonade songs. Uh, they are not catchy tunes. They're not. I'm sorry. You're not walking around. Well, Are you walking around humming those songs? Not really. I'm not, okay. but I'm not necessarily humming Adele songs either. I think that this is the thing. Wait, you're that not saying when... hello from the outside. Uh, no, I'm you're not, not saying at least you tried a thousand times to tell I am them, not. to tell them that you're sorry for everything that you've done. Clearly, you are. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not. I'm not. I enjoy. I enjoy the music of both of these artists. But here's the thing, and this is what the New York Times article was kind of pointing towards: that there is this tendency in the when uh, from the Grammy voters, and not just the Grammy voters, because remember we just came out of this uh, hashtag Oscar So White thing. There's a tendency to reward the more traditional, quote unquote, classic sounding, and often white talent over things that are a little more quote-unquote urban so more have more of a hip-hop flavor more of an r&b flavor that are more um digital sounding there's that tendency to do that because the voters also tend to be very traditional so this does not allow for new voices so i feel what you're saying but then there's also that other end of that that the article brought up because it doesn't allow for new voices or for a new standard of voice to be heard like beyonce so yeah granted it's not yet yeah, people are not going to be singing it it's not going to become a standard any of the lemonade but i think there's a discomfort that people had with what she was taught what beyonce was talking about and a lack of identification maybe and because of that if you don't get it you don't vote for it i think that's what happened okay there are a couple things <laughs> and again Keep that epi epi pin on standby. You keep I, it. I, I didn't say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I meant so you could resuscitate me. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll yeah, you're not it. a Go good co-host. You're just like, well, he's dead. He's dead. It's now. It's now TV channeling with just touchy. <laughs> <laughs> See, does it feel good? Does it? <laughs> All right. Um, what I mean is, what I wanted to say before you were to leave me to die. Um, <laughs> Shoal was, as they say in Florida. Go ahead. <laughs> Ooh, it's cold. It's so cold in here. <laughs> it's, um, I think that um, one of the things I think that when it comes to the whole Beyonce Lemonade thing that I think hurt it within the voting is the fact that she and Jay-Z are still together. There was some talk from some people about mm. the fact that the whole thing was a publicity uh, stunt, uh, the whole idea. And then there was a whole uh, the, the rumor that there was going to be a clapback album of Jay-Z's from his perspective right. of the whole thing. In fact, even when I was watching the whole Lemonade video on HBO, at the whole first half of it was so, or 75% of it was so stirring and so moving and like, 
damn, this man hurt her soul. He, he just hurt her on the on a truly epically deep level that she will never recover from. And then there's like the last part of it is her and him like hugging and making out. I'm like, what? And so I didn't even understand. I couldn't even put it all together myself watching the lemonade experience about how we come full we we get all these things about like the becky with the good hair and all this kind of stuff and go to her and then all of a sudden i now musically i'm sure there are people that could explain to me where there's a musical transition and where we learn through the whole uh journey how she journeys her way back to her marriage and her husband who's apparently hanging out with people with good hair i don't know God. I'm just saying that I think that the if I think we may have had a different experience uh, last Sunday night if Beyonce was there by herself. I I can I can see I can I can see that, but I you know just on the side of of Beyonce or whatever, it kind of shows the evolution of a complex woman. That's what that's what we are. We're complex, so it's never just a. All right, go see Becky with the good hair and bye, you're gone. There's sometimes when you see this all the time, it's like a problem. And then five minutes later, oh yeah, well, I'm going to meet such and such at the such. But I thought, because, you know, women are just very complex. And I think it's that speaks to that whole evolution of her. Now, did I necessarily think she needed to do golden goddess there? Not really, but she's Beyonce and she can't just come and sing. I'm sorry. At this point in her career because she's built everything up if she just came and sang people would be like what what just happened here well that's so she an- had to do that yeah that's another thing about it as far as in what carlos santana said that i think he's not alone in feeling this way is when you have a singer singer <laughs> versus a, a, a singer slash performer a singer singer can you put them on a stage a microphone and a spotlight people are mesmerized People are crying. People are being moved uh, in ways they can't believe versus other types of performers that have, you know, incredible production numbers. And, you know, hence the whole chair tipping back. That was an incredible moment of uh, performance. And I don't think people will be forgetting that performance anytime soon. Um, I won't. I mean, because I actually think that she's pregnant with our, sa- our our couple of our saviors. I don't know what's going on with Beyonce at this oh, point. Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, he, he does not speaketh for me. <laughs> Amen. Go ahead. <laughs> Oh my god. There is no unity in our pairing. We're just <laughs> truly out on my own. Oh my god. Anyway. Today you are. <laughs> so in any case, that 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 was the big thing about the Grammys. Uh well let me ask you this before we move on. Do you think that we still need the Grammys to be televised? Oh my god, yes. Because I, I actually do like the idea that we kind of have a snapshot of each year in music. And one of the things that, even though uh, Beyonce didn't win, the fact that that album, that con- that highly conceptual album, was nominated 
for best album of the year does say that things are changing and does say that 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 the 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 span of things that are that could possibly be one best album has grown i i don't think you can you can't deny that by looking uh when uh when you look at the 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 diversity and the different kinds of sounds that were uh up for best album so it it, it has gotten bigger but one thing i think think we need to talk about uh, before we wrap the news section up, is the fact mm-hmm. that the Carlos Santana having to do the backtrack. Oh well, if I if I offended anybody or um, I didn't mean I was misquoted, it's like how could you have been misquoted? That quote could not have been any more concise or clear. We know exactly what you were saying. You knew what you were saying. But it, that's one thing I don't like about today. That and I'm not saying that people shouldn't uh, speak their mind or say something back uh, when they disagree agree with it but it's the idea that people feel like they have to basically just to end the discussion i will i will come out with a statement saying like i'm so sorry beyonce is the best thing in the world i'm so sorry that i missed people they said they lied and said i said something i didn't say i'm so so sorry and then that's what he has to do why can't he just have his opinion and that's it and what's so crazy to me is what who carlos santana's fans are even if there is some crossover i think that people can like carlos santana and even like madonna at the same I think that's possible. I like them both. Um, but the idea that I'm not going to listen to Carlos Santana or I'm going to be enraged, the fact that he basically, um, it, again, if he had said that, that 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 Beyonce had no talent or something like that, he didn't say that. He just considers them to be different kinds of performers. You might as well have said that, though, to the beehive. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, I know we need to move on to the next segment, but I kind of wanted to throw... Uh, throw a little bit of something in there are a couple of uh renewals that are coming up um superstore and i know you said you like superstore i cannot believe that my a friend of mine uh my friend vance got me into superstore and now i am like looking forward to it every week yes so they got enough they got another early renewal they landed a full season 22 episode third season order and that'll be the first time. I don't think they've ever had to, the other. The other two seasons were uh, mid season, so they only had like a thirteen Correct. episodes. So absolutely, it's a big deal to get twenty two. Absolutely, yeah, it's a, it's a huge deal. Absolutely. Also, HP, yes, the uh, electron. Well, not so much electronics, but computer maker and computer peripheral maker HP. They have studios, and they've launched a new web series about cybersecurity called The Wolf. It's a four part short film collection. Uh, that stars Christian Slater. Wow, that's going to be yeah. interesting. Where are I think be, it's where are people going to be actually able to watch or see this. Where where, the, where is it going to be uh, available? If I'm not mistaken, this web series, I think you're going to be able to get it through YouTube and possibly through HP Studios as well. But um, for, for from what I understand, I think it's going to be YouTube. So there are probably a couple of places. So I think it's going to be really interesting. It's kind of like a it, what what what's the what's the name of it? The guy with the Mr. Uh, Robot. Uh, it's got it to me. It feels like it's got a kind of Mr. Robot feel to it. Wow. Mixed with like a Wolf of Wall Street and all this kind of stuff. So I, I think it's going to be really really cool. And so you should look out for that soon. Also, we have to mention that ABC has cast its first black lead for The Bachelorette, Rachel Lindsay, who's an attorney from Texas, and she's currently a contestant on The Bachelor, which tells you she ain't gonna win, because... (laughs) How was that not our top story? (laughs) The fact that... 
I know, I know, because we got so into these award shows and everything. So this 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 is a big deal. This is a big deal. This is gonna be I hate to say it, but this is gonna be like the Kennedy assassination. People are gonna remember where they were when they heard for the very first time there was gonna be a melanin rich woman on the Bachelorette. Ooh, you said melanin rich. I love it. Rich. So I know I will never forget where I was when I heard it. <laughs> Just like what? And she's she's gorgeous. She's absolutely beautiful, and she's poised, and she's she's an attorney. So she's just she's got it going on, and I think it's going to be really wonderful. It premieres May twenty second, and so that's going to be the thirteenth season of The Bachelorette. Of course, the the big thing has been for several seasons for the past twelve seasons. It has been very melanin deficient on both the bachelor and the bachelorette okay the only melanin they had on that show was with spray tans that was the only, that was the only melanin. thank you thank you artificial lab melanin one so of my, one of my favorite things about the bachelor i don't know if anybody else and i have watched it kind of um somewhat not a, i'm not a bachelor fan or bachelorette fan by any chance but i have seen a few episodes one of my favorite things and i always like to watch the beginning the first couple episodes to see who the contestants are that they're that the bachelor or bachelor is choosing from and one of my favorite things about it and i believe i'm not claiming this is my original idea because i heard some comedian comment on it. i noticed it and I, then i heard somebody comment on the fact that one of the things that, that that a lot of the bachelors would do is when they had a couple women of color there was the one year they had like an asian woman and a black woman it's just like the first cut you get rid of all of the white girls that you don't want to sleep with and then you keep the black girl and the asian girl so you don't look like you're racist and then you get rid of them oh, on God. the second episode and then send them on their way and and i have seen that pattern many many times Mm. <laughs> you you well, make the first cut and then you're immediately dispatched upon episode two well one of the vps at uh at abc channing dungy is she's been in the uh, the position now for about a year she's she's a black woman so she's like oh yeah we're, we're gonna um we need to melanize. That's not a word, but I made it one. We need to melanize this. And it's true because here's the thing. Love is love. People want to see reflections of themselves on television. And to not have... So I'm like, so whites are the only people that fall in love ever? And that are on a search for love ever? Is, th is that the case? So yeah, but only, they, white, only white people fall in love and make mansions and then go on dates that involve helicopters. Exactly. Well, that, 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 that part is true, probably. But, but you know, it makes sense. The same old, same old. And I bet you watch that ratings are going to be so good for this because it's something different. It's the same thing with like when they look at the box office and they're like, oh, well, you know, movies haven't been doing well because the same five people make all the movies and they all look the same with all the same type of people. Add some diversity in the mix and you will see ratings go through the roof. You'll see advertising go through the roof. I'm telling you. So I have nothing. I don't watch the bachelor or the bachelorette simply because I just don't necessarily have an interest in it, but I might watch to see what this is about. Wait a minute, Tachi. You don't like watching people cry in the backs of limos? Ooh, I hate that. Look, that that bothers me so much. Call me callous. 
but I can't stand when sitting there blubbering and crying. That bothers me. <laughs> what, I love about the, what I love about the crying, especially when it's people, when they're like, when you get cut in like episode two, one or two or three even, it's just like, really? You've known this guy for 15 minutes. Are you really going to break down because he doesn't, he's chosen uh, 30 other women over you and you're going to really cry on television? If you're going to cry, you do not cry in front of a camera. In fact, if that was like my I'm like, well, you know, I don't have a daughter anymore. I cannot believe she it's, it's, it's humiliating enough to even go on The Bachelor. But then to break down, I'm just like, I can't believe that Jeff didn't pick me. And it was like, you knew Jeff for 10 minutes. Yeah, and, but, and, but it's not even about him. It's about the fact that I have been humiliated on television and you didn't pick me and I didn't get my way. That's what that's about. Yeah, these these some of these people cry like they just saw Lassie get shot. It's like they are crying. It is a deep, it's a it's, ugly, it's cry. a deep lemonade cry. That's how upset they are. Just yeah, like, did, exactly. I'm like, did you, not only did you get cut from the bachelor, but did Jay Z cheat on you too? I mean, hey, are you, uh, did he pick Becky with the good? Hair? I mean, what the hell? Just, and so call me callous, but I just, th- that's not my thing and I don't feel like seeing it. So, but, but I, I would be interested to see what the casting is like for this bachelorette. I didn't be interested to see who she narrows down to. So, oh, no, that's, yeah, no, that's another, oh, wait a minute. This show is going to be, it's going to be interesting. I'm actually going to have to watch this season because there's going to be so much controversy and it's going to be blowing up on Twitter. I'm telling you, blowing up up and here's why because there is no right answer for this girl if she basically um it'll be interesting to see how many minority men are there are for her to choose from um if it's going to be like you know normally it's like you have like maybe two minorities per crowd of 50 dudes so it'll be interesting if they have a more of a a more even mix where it's like say 50 percent minorities and then 50 percent white guys uh, named Jeff and um... <laughs> <laughs> or Chad or Chad, Brad. Chad Jeff yeah. and Brad anyway um, when they do that um, will they she can't make a right move and so if she basically starts falling for a white guy a lot of black people are going to be upset and if she starts falling for a black guy a lot of people are like oh so she's just as racist as you were accusing all those white bachelorettes of being for never picking anybody of color before so it's going to be just fraught with landmines it's going to be incredible and you know what it's going to be so bad Carlos Santana will have to issue a statement <laughs> apologizing uh, no, Carlos don't say ish this time just sit there and play don't your guitar don't say about the bachelorette Carlos don't say ish just sit there and play your guitar and be happy one so last, yeah no let me say go one ahead, last thing because we are so over time tonight uh, today okay uh, that's is, okay go ahead is the fact that it's curious that the first time they did the diversity, they didn't do it the other way around. They did not have a black man being the very first, uh, you know, a, a bachelor of color. So that would have been really, and I think they did have a Latin, Latin, a man, a Latin man once, I think maybe, but anyway, well, but he would have been the first black man to ever be to the bachelor that I don't even know if America is ready for that. We've had a black president, but I don't know if we could handle <laughs> a black man choosing from a harem of like, uh, of, you know, models of Instagram models slash dental hygienists. I think America isn't <laughs> quite ready. Do you see what they did to Barack Obama? We're not ready for a black <laughs> bachelor. Mm-mm. 
and he was sleeping with a black woman every night and they were still mad so (laughs) i can't even i can't but this is really going it's going to be interesting because it's going to speak to the climate of this country really interesting so let's move on so now off of the news which we took a long time for, but we needed to because we had a lot of good news. Yeah, and juicy news. <laughs> and now on to our, we're going to skip what we're watching individually and go right into our review of the week. And I'm going to let Kevin tell you about what we watched this week. All right, this week we are reviewing uh, Legion, uh, and that airs on Wednesdays on uh, FX at 10 p.m. Eastern and Pacific. And it's an eight-episode series, by the way, and it is based on the Marvel comics by Chris uh, Claremont and Bill... Oh, God, I'm going to butcher this man's poor name. Skedjevich, uh, I think, something close to that. Anyway, his family knows and loves him. All right. (laughs) Your heart. (laughs) Anyway. All right. So let me tell you a little bit about uh, the show. Oh, uh, and uh, as always, we watch the first two episodes of every show we review. And this is no exception. Uh, So a little bit about the, the plot of the show. So since he was diagnosed with schizophrenia at the at a young age, David uh, Haller, played by Dan Stevens, has been uh, a reluctant guest in many psychiatric hospitals over the years. During a brief period of freedom in David's adult life, he attempts uh, suicide after an argument with his girlfriend triggers another bizarre incident he can't explain or understand. David's uh, unsuccessful hanging turns into a six-year stay at the Clockworks uh, Psychiatric Hospital where he meets fellow patient Sidney she, uh, which he calls Sid Burnett, played by Rachel Keller. When Sidney asks David, what if your problems aren't in your head? What if they aren't even problems? David dares to consider the possibility that there may be more to what's happening to him than mental illness. So Tachi, what did you think of the show? Wow. Again, you know, it's interesting because a lot of the shows we've watched they're shows that don't necessarily get, you know take a minute to find their grounding before they really get into the story. So I was I watched it one time and I was groggy. So I'm like, oh hell no, I can't I can't. So I had to rewatch the like the first episode. And I first of all, this is so beautifully shot. This is beautiful. It looks like a short film. I'm picturing you know, submissions to film festivals like Cannes, film festivals like Sundance, etc. And it's got this, this kind of vibe of an indie film as opposed to a Hollywood slick production. It's got this really indie film vibe. And I really like the direction that they took in terms of, of the way, the look of it and the way it was shot. So, you know, at first, when I, when I was growing up, I'm like, okay, what the hell is this? I, I, this is, this is not going to work for me. I can tell. So I said, I need to watch it when I'm cognizant and awake. And so I did. And it took a minute, not long, but a minute for it to get to where it was going to get. And then I watched it. I was like, wow, this is really, really well, done. very different 
from a lot of the other Marvel things. So if you look at, for example, juxtapose this against like a Luke Cage on Netflix and uh, and you look at the way that's done. Very different. So it lo- seems like each iteration of a Marvel remake or a Marvel, you know, program is done differently. Probably because they all have different directors, I get it. Uh, different interpretations of the script, different characters, obviously, but there's something about this one that is just really well shot and well done. I loved the the scene because it, it it was weird, and my my film sensibilities can be a little strange. So when they did, it's this kind of a a dream. Even though he's he's not crazy, it, it comes out. You you kind of are. Well, is he dreaming or is this within the scope of what's real now? So there's this pitting this two ends the spectrum of reality versus what is not real and you're trying to figure out at each point where you are on the reality spectrum if that makes any sense there's this oh. one part go ahead go ahead no, sorry go ahead. no you no, explain this part that you're talking about oh okay so the, the one part that, w- that was like the musical where they were dancing <laughs> and, <laughs> and see i'm like this doesn't fit but it totally fits well, one thing I have to agree with, I didn't want to interrupt you, was about the look of the show. This is one of the most beautiful shows I have ever seen. It is, mm-hmm. it's, it really is. And the look is so unique, but for me, it it kind of had, it looked like it was a cross between um, Ridley Scott's uh, uh, Clockwork Orange and pretty much any Wes Anderson film, any of them. It just, it had that weird kind of, combination and what i mean by the wes anderson thing is it i can't figure out when is this show taking place what time period it's in because there's there's no cell phones there are people using pub like pay phones um and some of the computer keyboards look and there's like a reel-to-reel tape recorder at one point i don't know what what time this takes place in it could in his sister's hairstyle i don't know what when this is exactly if this is the like uh late 60s early 70s but it definitely had that kind of the way the colors looked and pop that kind of pop uh uh european like uh uh, london sensibility look to it from the from the uh late 60s i have no idea what's happening but it is spectacular looking and you can't look away another thing i need to comment on is the sound design you have never Mm. heard me discuss sound design on this show or anywhere else <laughs> there's no secret tapes of kevin discussing sound design but so you heard it here first <laughs> but this show sound design is incredible and what i mean by that is i don't have some elaborate sound system for my television i just have uh my tv and there were points in it where he's when he's in the mental institution where in the distance you can hear like somebody like you know arguing or something and so i thought like I'm watching this like really late at night. I'm thinking, is there somebody like arguing on my street? And I turn down the TV to like look outside to see what's going on. I'm like, there's nobody outside. There's nothing going on. Go back to sit down and start playing the show. I'm like, and I hear like somebody kind of yelling in the distance. I'm like, that's the show. It was just like, and it was, and there was an off kilter feeling because one of the things he's, the character is dealing with is he's constantly has all this, um, sensory overload he's always hearing all kinds of voices and hearing all kinds of things and 
even when he's having when he's having a dialogue with somebody sometimes you'll hear other random voices like faintly in the background and I'll and of course if you're me you'll be like is there somebody outside <laughs> <It's> like, no <laughs> Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. The sound design is superb. They did this uh, layering of sound so that you heard every small detail. Yeah, it was it was impeccable. I and and like you, it took me a moment or two to get into it, and I was just thinking, oh my god, I'm gonna and the and the pilot is an hour and a half, and then the, we're gonna watch and we commit to watch two episodes, and I was just thinking, oh damn it, Tachi, we're gonna have to sit through a, a two and a half hours of this, and that's like within the first I'd say twenty minutes or so, and then I was sucked in. It was so compelling. Mm-hmm. and, and the, yeah the cast members we got to talk about some of the cast first of yeah. all the the uh star of the of the of this whole thing is uh dan stevens and mm-hmm. he was uh matthew on downton abbey he is unrecognizable yeah. i remember hearing some kind of reading something uh there was somebody said something about how there's somebody from downton abbey in this show and i was thinking as i was watching the like as the credits were rolling on the second episode i was thinking well, is it like one of the like doctors in the background or one of the extras? Who the hell is in this from Downton Abbey? And the star of it was from Downton Abbey. And you people know how I feel about Downton Abbey. And yes. so the fact that I didn't even recognize him, that is acting. So that was incredible. And um, what did you think of um, his uh, best friend slash partner in crime, uh, Aubrey Plaza's uh, portrayal of Lenny? Just fantastic to be honest because the thing is i was able when you're able to again not that i was a huge comic book reader of this particular but when you're able to separate and not think about oh this is supposed to be meaning you may have preconceptions of what each character is supposed to be like but it doesn't it doesn't end up disappointing that's what i mean so excellent yeah, the funny thing is about Aubrey uh, uh, Aubrey Plaza, her character Lenny. Um, she reminded me the way she acts with this character and the way their their relationship is. She reminded me of the little devil on the shoulder of every cartoon character when they have to make a decision, <laughs> and they have an angel on one side and the little devil on the other. She yes. was um, her friend's little devil. <laughs> I loved that. Yes, and her character was like uh, uh, just again. He was nowhere near Downton Abbey, and she was no near parks, nowhere near Parks and Rec. So this, it was, uh, it was such an incredible uh, characterization. I wasn't prepared to see that a uh, character of this kind of depth coming from her, that kind of performance. But one thing that I learned when I was doing some reading about the show that really shocked me was originally the role of Lenny was written to be played by a middle-aged man. Uh, but I after- read that too. Yeah, but after the creator uh, met uh, Plaza, uh, he he rewrote the character. And Aubrey insisted that the character's dialogue not be changed for her. She chose to play the character as both male and female. She considered mm-hmm. the character to be unisex, which was incredible. Because I thought that she was just like a lesbian or something. That's what I thought, too. I was like, is she? But But it didn't come off as... Uh, typical yes exactly exactly and it was just like it was it was it was just like you know how they say sexuality is fluid that's what it came to as opposed to fitting within a stereotypical box of what this person does what this gender does it was like just this fluidity It, it she was awesome 
yeah, fantastic. She, is, she was incredible. And even though I didn't talk about it in the synopsis of the show, um, we uh, later... Oh, oh, before I talk about that, I wanted to talk about the uh, the girl who plays uh, Sid. Um, I thought there was a, a moment that was so poignant because Sid's character... Uh, doesn't like to be or doesn't want to be touched. She wants touched. no human mm-hmm. contact whatsoever. But there is a, a precious moment between um, her and uh, uh, and the date and David character where they be they start kind of like as as much dating as you can do when you're both in a mental institution. <laughs> exactly. um, they basically choose to be each other's boyfriend and girlfriend, even though they can't touch. And so what they do to hold hands is like they each hold at the end of like a towel and they're walking through the hallways, each holding the end of the towel. It was the most adorable sweet moment in all the chaos of this of this whole thing that was so precious to me yeah no th- there are other precious moments like that as well so if you remember when they're both looking out of the window and she's like uh, close your eyes and then open them back up and when you look out at the window the hospital disappears and it's like you're looking out you know from the outside in yeah and so in that moment then he says to her well close you know close your eyes and she was she's like don't touch me <laughs> and he's like I, I know not to touch you <laughs> and he just you look in the glass and the shot is of him leaning in to give her a kiss but you you they're not near each other but in the glass in the glass they're like kissing that. it was and like and oh. she turns her head it's it's a beautiful moment it's just little things like that that make that make it like the towel holding hands via towel uh, kissing in the glass and it really you know it, it it kind of speaks to this fact of that you don't always have to have physical contact to have a connection and they are all they are so they so embody that in the way they shoot this and then in their acting I think it's brilliant. Oh, it really is. And uh, another person, because the acting is just uh, across the board. Let's just cut to the chase. Across the board, the acting is superb. Yes. But one of the pe- the members of the cast, when I saw her face, I'm like, oh, it is on. Jean Smart. Yes. I love that woman. And she's playing yes. a character named Melanie Bird. And she is this, uh, she's this, uh, uh, a paranormal psych uh, psychiatrist and she's basically helping these people to deal with uh the lies they've been told about themselves she's incredible and she just she offers so much power and she just brings reality into every scene and gravity into every scene that she's in just looking at her face on the screen it's just like oh it just got real it just got real. So Absolutely. Uh, and at the end, well, you know, of episode one where she's like, take my hand. Oh, I the, almost no, take my hand. Shivers. Yes. Shivers when she said because take he my hesitated. hand. David yes. hesitated for quite some time. Looks around and looks back and is not quite sure. And when she says take my hand, I almost expected to see sparks or electricity. In fact, I was a little apprehensive as to what was going to happen. That's that building of anticipation again brilliant i keep using that word but it's the it's the thing that really fits this you felt transported i felt transported oh i agree i agree and um i 
Go ahead. Oh, okay. Another thing that's interesting about Gene Smart's uh, being on the show is the show creator, Noah Hawley, creator and writer. Um, he asked Gene Smart, uh, you know, to be on the show and to play uh, Melanie. And even though she hadn't seen a script yet and knew nothing about the source material, she instantly said yes. Now, some might think the fact that the first time she worked with Halsey, she received tons of critical acclaim and an Emmy nomination for her uh, work with him on Fargo might have had something to do with the fact that she said yes without yes. seeing anything. And after seeing her performance in it's like, I think she made the right decision. One of the things I've felt recently, but after watching this show, even more apparent to me, it's like, I am so glad I am not an Emmy voter. Because we already told you how I'm worried about Viola Davis's uh, her acceptance <laughs> speech at the Oscars. I would, I would never sleep if I had to basically look at all these performances and decide who would even be nominated, let alone win. Because there are just so many incredible performances uh, on television right now. Yes, it's not like television has transcended from being just that medium that is a box to having programs that are critically acclaimed. And not that shows were, were not before, but I think within the past few years, we've gotten such a high concentration of really well done critically acclaimed shows that rival, I mean, really, you would expect to see this type of thing in a in a movie theater. Yeah, that's what seriously. The, I, it's funny that that you, you would say that because I think there is so much right now superhero fatigue. I know I am like I watched uh, Captain America: uh, Civil Wars and I was just kind of like, oh, it's just ugh. this is a lot. I was like, it's man, a lot. it's a lot. <laughs> and so, um, but this these are there. There's no cape crusading in this. Um, this is something very different um, than what we're used. To. There's no there's no costumes. <laughs> there's no catchphrases. Um, there's not like like witty witty banter as we're fighting and blowing up a building. It, it it just it felt so real and urgent, and there was so much earnestness in 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 this uh, per, the performances and this story, and. There's a part where, um, you know, David is when he's out of his uh, out of a sanitarium again, he goes to his sister's uh, uh, place and and without any kind of warning. And it was a funny moment, but it was sweet at the same time where she uh, lets him sleep in her basement and she goes and sets up the basement for him. And they're in the basement and she says goodnight to him and like kisses him and goes upstairs. And then he has a little bit of an episode when all of a Mm -hmm. sudden he makes like the lamp go flying across the room and smash into a billion pieces and his sister's like upstairs she's like are you okay David and she comes downstairs and she looks and she's and he goes I'm okay it's just a little accident she sees the what happened to the lamp and she's like all right well you get some rest and then as she starts to walk out she starts taking all the tools out of the, the yes oh, oh yes. you know what my uh, my uh, my boyfriend is gonna need to uh, work on do some lawn work in the morning so I'm just gonna take these shears and this hatchet and I'm just gonna take all this with me upstairs <laughs> exactly and she you know in no uncertain terms slides them in her hands and takes them upstairs yeah but I, it's it's a love she's not scared of him but she's afraid no. for him. she's afraid for she's him, afraid not, for him not herself and it's there's a, it's very it's funny but it's so sweet and loving and um where the show's gonna go i'm not exactly sure but the performances his sister um 
I'm I I think that she the actress they chose for that. I'm fortunately I don't have her name handy, but I'm I'm really curious to see where this is all going to go. Okay, I'm going to ask the question. Unless you have any more you want to say, Taji. I'm gonna... One other thing that I do want. There is one other thing I want to say on the line of the sister really uh, showing care. You can tell, and we'll probably see that she probably took care of him. You know, she probably put herself on the line for him and was kind of like the caretaker almost mothering because you saw when she, we, he got there, he was wolfing down some waffles, which she had made. And yeah, she wanted there. waffles. And so she made like a stack of waffles and he was inhaling them. Oh, yes. One other thing I wanted to mention, and I can't remember the actor's name I'm trying to remember it, but it's the, there's a character who has this ability to, help you enter he can he can basically if uh there's like a table where gene smart uh david uh and this character all hold on and it's kind of like a way they're holding hands and then they can enter uh david's memories yes and and that was so beautifully done the Mm -hmm. the direction is so incredible and there's a part of it where his father is reading this horrific story and we're not sure if this actually happened or if it's the the memory of the memory of a child but there's a way where they show his father and you can't see his father's face it's gorgeous it was just perfection and it all felt so what's what i'm looking for there's gravity in everything that's happening. Everything that's happening f- doesn't feel at all remotely hokey or superhero-y at all. It feels like basically there's something that's big that, that, that in this character, David. The power that that's may exist in him could be so big that he could either you know save humanity or destroy it. So it's not even kind of a hero's good versus evil kind of thing. It's just like this pow- this person... What would happen if somebody had, like, the power of, like, say, for supernatural kind of telekinesis purposes, like, like, a hundred carries from the movie Carrie? Um, what would happen if somebody had that kind of power? And should we let them live? I mean, the show is asking some very, very important and interesting questions, I think. Absolutely. I agree. All right, Tachi, I think that we both know where we stand on this, but I'm going to ask you anyway. So, Tachi, what are you giving Legion? Are you going to stay tuned uh, or are you going to be changing the channel? Oh, I'm staying tuned. I'm anxiously awaiting the next episode. Oh, my God, Tachi, I have to agree with you. I, too, am staying tuned and enthusiastically staying tuned. I literally can't wait for the next episode. And it's only eight episodes, but I'm going to... If this was on Netflix, I would literally burn through it this weekend. I would watch all of them and be done. Exactly. And I'm kind of glad that it's a small release thing because we're so used to binging all of our content now that to take these things in small bites and savor it, I'm glad because that gives me something to look forward to over these next seven weeks. Yeah, no, you're or, right. That's, that's, no, less than that. Now, yeah, you're but, right because we've already been through two. We've got six weeks left of, uh, yeah. of uh, Legion, but it is truly, I, I think we can't basically um, encourage people to watch this enough. And so if you haven't watched the first two, I believe you can watch it with the FX app. And if you happen to have... Um, like FX uh, on demand, you can check out the first two, but I, I highly recommend you make an effort to check it out. It is any conceived preconceived notions you may have of this show, throw them out the window. Cause this is something so different. So fresh. I agree. We were really emphatic on that. One. <laughs> I know. 
right. We haven't been this excited since the Queen. Oh no, uh, was the last show we we both were really the Crown. Over. Yeah, the crown. exactly. The crown. The, the crown. We were both really super excited about that. All right. Exactly. Yeah. Everything else has been like, eh, meh, yeah. But this is this is it. I guess this wraps it up for another episode of TV channeling. We are so appreciative as usual that you all took the time to listen and have fun and participate in the hijinks with us. And you, we invite you to come back every week to take a listen. Kevin, I'm going to let you tell everybody about where you can, they can find us. All right. We are on social media and we are TV channeling everywhere. We're TV channeling on uh, Facebook, TV channeling on Instagram uh on snapchat and on twitter of course so please follow us on whatever your favorite social media platform is let us know what shows you'd like us to review what shows you'd like us to talk about or if you have any questions about the show please feel free to ask. We would love to hear from you. Absolutely. And you can listen to us, of course, by going to tvchanneling.com via Podbean, but you can also take a listen on Stitcher, iTunes, and now SoundCloud. SoundCloud, yay. Yay. (laughs) So on that note, because we've taken up a lot of your time, but we appreciate you for listening, we're going to sign off. And so I'm going to say goodbye from Tachi. And goodbye from Kevin, because if you're watching it, we're talking about it. Cheers. Bye.